0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, should the Atlanta Falcons bring Caleb McGarry back?
1: And we always knew what was going to happen with the Hawks, but the timing of when...
0: And last but not least, in for the culture, why do you all here hating on Snoop? That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL
1: Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now.
0: want to say thank you for making atl day ones your first listen of the day remember we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast make sure that you leave us a five-star review really appreciate that from you in advance today's episode of atl day ones is brought to you by fanduel sportsbook go to fanduel.com slash locked on to get more information so you can get started on making some money but but t the thing about today is, you know, obviously we're going to talk about the Atlanta Falcons with <clears throat> Kayla McGarry. We're going to get into Nate McMillan a little bit later on as far as him being fired. But the, we have to start off with Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith going into this offseason and the decisions that they have to make. And I think when you think about the opportunity for them to franchise tag Kayla McGarry, it's eighteen million dollars. That's pretty doggone rich for a guy like Caleb McGear. I know he's made the uh, the 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 right you know transition into mm-hmm. becoming the guy who's known to be a good run blocker. That mm-hmm. was a, that was the story out on him when he came out of college, and he's kind of proved that this past season. But, you know how I feel about guys who 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 get right in those contract years. T. But what are the <laughs> Falcons going to do? Not franchise him, for starters. (laughs) (laughs) Not if they're smart. Not if they're smart. Yeah. Yeah. One
1: thing we can say about an O-lineman is you really can probably find, I don't want to say a top tier per se, because we did notice that the trend in the last few weeks of the regular season were for many teams that had those great O-lines, the Ravens, uh, even the Chiefs, if you will, the Eagles. They started shoring up their guys, right? So maybe not your top, top tier Uh, right tackle is out there and available. However, maybe that next tier, which still would be a tier up from a Caleb McGarry, that guy may be available. Other thing is this, the Falcons have nine draft picks, right? And I know you don't necessarily want to kind of start from scratch, if you will, but if there's a guy out there in the draft who has an upside, who has way more upside starting this year, than Caleb McGarry had even in his third, second or third year, because obviously, like you said, we saw the the fourth year. I would rather them just go after that person. I I don't think you franchise tag Caleb McGarry. I don't think there's enough there to warrant it. And to your point, when that franchise tag would mean $18 million, is he really worth that based on what the rest of the market is bearing? I I, I don't know that he is.
0: And that's why, and I think you've made the, the best point right there. The market bearing. I think that Terry Fontenot is going to bank on that the the market for him or see. Excuse excuse me, him going out and testing the market. I Can't Mm -hmm. even get it out. I'm so so anxious. (laughs) 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 I think he's going to bet bank on going him going out there seeing how what teams are talking about, seeing what those are. I think they're going to have a good number in mind. And Bill Barnwell Mm -hmm. even dropped in his ESPN article about maybe about twelve million dollars a year almost yes. what, almost fifty million dollars total over four years which mm-hmm. is not that bad that's not a bad right. of, that not that bad of a contract when you're talking about not a guy no. like Taylor McGarry. Yeah you'll mm-hmm. be in the top 10 paid as far as right tackles go in the NFL mm-hmm. and for Caleb McGarry you should appreciate that.
1: <laughs> oh god yeah
0: yeah because when you look
1: literally when you look at the market value And this is, of course, just an average, if you will, at right tackle. You're talking about anywhere from like on that low end around like the 3.3 mil mark and then on kind of that high end. Um, And again, this is just kind of that average, if you will. Six mil might be there, but most like your top tiers, they have around like 10, 12. So, yeah, yeah, if he came in there, I think he'd be fine. Or if they couldn't work it out or they felt like they could get somebody better in the market for that amount of money, they actually can. Because yeah. there are several who, to our point, and we do know, of course, are going to be teams that don't want to let their guy go. Uh, and they're, and if they didn't shore that guy up at the end of the regular season, but you sure have a lot of unrestricted free agents out there. And not just unrestricted free agents, Jarvis, but when you start looking at the ages, if you will, you got some guys out there who, are, who have enough veteran experience, like three or five years, but they're not so old that you're like, dang, we may only get one or two good years out of that guy. And then we've got to go back to to um square one so i i feel like the falcons are still in an advantageous position at right tackle to do whatever they think is appropriate for caleb mcgarry and
0: and, and i think that when you talk about the jump that he did make i don't think he made i don't think mcgarry made a big enough jump mm. where the falcons would are pressed to sign him or they yeah. feel like they have to sign him i, I wholeheartedly believe that the falcons have options and and we all and, and when in doubt, you can always go to the draft because there are so several yes. good yes. tackles that you can <laughs> get at eight, and there are some guys that you can get in the mid rounds as well as find, and finding good value in. And I think that Terry Fontenot is going to be more than likely he's going to make that make the best decision. And I feel like it probably won't involve dropping that franchise tag on because eighteen million is just too much money. Yeah. Now. When you think about, you know, what the uh, the Atlanta Braves, let's talk about the Braves a little bit here. Because, you know, spring training going on on, is in full effect that they had the first full squad practice today. And T, some of the things that, you know, the Braves coming in here, nobody was really concerned about the pitching style or the pitching rotation, right? Mm -hmm. Because they just have plenty of options. We already know the the first four are locked in, Mike Mm -hmm. Soroka, uh, when mm-hmm. um, you talk about Max Fried and Spencer right. Strider, and, and mm-hmm. um, now Charlie and Kyle Wright and, and, and um, and Uncle Morton and Charlie Morton yes. as well. So, when you have all those guys into play, but mm-hmm. the latest news we we have Michael Soroka, not Mike,
1: Michael yes. Soroka
0: had a little tight ham- hamstring, so he's going to be delayed a little bit. And then we've also found out that Cal Wright had a cortisone shot in his shoulder to kind of get rid of some soreness, and he kind of took mm-hmm. a break coming into uh, spring training, so he's going to be pushed back a few days as well. Right. But my question to you is, T, do you feel like the Braves' overall plan for their pitching rotation is going to have to change a little bit? Or are they going to have to move some things around a little bit to, as the season gets started?
1: Yeah. And that's, I think, a critical point that you just made as the season gets started, because what I'd like to see is how each of them fares in Grapefruit League play. Once we get to see them there or like Max Reed, for example, he's doing live uh, batting practices right now. We're literally getting play by play from our guy, Grant McCauley, our our Mm -hmm. Locked On Sports Braves insider, who's down at Northport uh, for spring spring training. That's what I want to see. I actually want to see where Max Reed is no injury involved right but just kind of see where he is to your point kind of see if we can see something from Kyle Wright kind of like you said see if that hamstring is going to be an issue or if that's just a tweak like a true tweak that with some rest he'll be ready to rock and roll when it's time for him to start in that second game uh, when the regular season starts and then I think thirdly it kind of depends on the same for Charlie Morton where is he because you know he's the pretty much the oldest guy on the roster. So where's exactly. Charlie Morton as far and and Spencer Strider, of course, he was uh, pretty much rested uh, mm-hmm. for much of the end of the regular season last year. So you want to kind of see where Spencer Strider is, which you'll see today. He's actually uh, approaching the mound as we speak. So that said, Jarvis, I think a lot of it will be dictated by, and I'm going to go past just the five-man rotation, but how does everyone look relative to injury? Does anyone else tweak something? between now and the regular season? And then, Jarvis, to your point, it might dictate, oh, wow, does Alex Anthopoulos have to start looking even harder at who might be in the farm system and available should they have to do a call-up of sorts? Or, or to your point, is Michael Soroka not quite back where he needs to be such that he's in that fifth position? But maybe, maybe, maybe Bryce Elder, Ian Anderson aren't quite ready. Kyle Wright is a little bit tweaked with his injury more so than they thought. Charlie's not ready, et cetera, said all that to say, then I would expect him to maybe go out and look for that veteran that we know Alex Anthopoulos is sneaky good at finding some guy that nobody else seems to realize, you know, that guy still can play, right? That's what I kind of see. But I think we've got to get through a little bit of grapefruit league play to see where we are.
0: And and I think the names, the two names that you just mentioned that are vital to this conversation, Mm -hmm. Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder. Andy. I think those are that's 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 the that's the beauty of being able to say you know hey we can go to with a six man rotation if we want to but yes I, so yes. I, I think those but with the, the the season started season getting started and these guys potentially being delayed as mm-hmm. far as their development in the Great Fruit League to make sure they are okay and everything is fine before they start you know thinking about setting that rotation at the beginning of the season I think those two guys um, Bryce Elder and Ian Anderson are guys going to be come into play and i think that the Braves already have a plan for a backup plan and i think yes. if they need to go like you said out outside of the organization mm-hmm. um I, I think they'll be just fine as well because we already know alex Anthopoulos has an eye for uh talent that has yeah. not necessarily performed as of late right but it's still got some juice left to to give them what exactly what they need now mm-hmm. now, t we know nate mcmillan got fired and uh <laughs> we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. We knew it more than likely he was going to step away, how they want wanted to use, the verbiage they wanted to use at the end of the season. But we did not see this coming yeah. right as they're getting ready to start practice for the, the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about all that next. We're breaking all that down. But first, got to talk about FanDuel because it is the best sports book in America. Yeah. If you guys rock, you guys rock with the best sports ATL, national worldly podcast in ATL Day ones. <laughs> why don't you get with the best sports book in America? FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's the website that you need to go to. And guess why you need to go there? It's because they have the no sweat first bet up to 1000 dollars That's bonus books back, you know, if your first bet doesn't win. So if you lose your pants, you up here betting that the uh the uh Atlanta Hawks are going to win the next 10 games yeah, no, that probably ain't going to work. You don't need to do that. But if you do, they got you. They got you. I promise they got you on the $1,000 um bonus bets back. Now, here's we go. So don't miss the chance to get No Sweats First Bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to Fanduel.com slash locked on. That's Fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more, make every moment more with Fanduel, official sports bet book of the NBA.
1: You know, Jarvis, you'd said two things in our last discussion about the Braves that could actually segue right into our discussion about the Hawks. One thing you said was we talked about the, I'm going to put it in a basket and say embarrassment of riches, when you can actually have a conversation about, a a legitimate conversation about six man rotation. That means you have an embarrassment of riches, Braves. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we're confident that even if they have to go outside of the, three, the trio buying for the fifth spot to get into that full rotation and they've got to go out and get a veteran. We trust Alice Anthopoulos. Oh, yeah. Challenges, oh, however, yeah. Mm-hmm. in an organization that we're not quite sure what's going on. Don't want to go so far as to say we don't trust them, but we are scratching the heck out of our heads and we certainly don't know that we would say anything about the organization. It looks like they have an embarrassment of riches and that, of course, would be the Atlanta Hawks. We found out that Nate McVillan, was relieved of his duties mm-hmm. now, interestingly enough, that's now the second person at the helm within this organization's 2022 23 season that's been let go. Travis Link, of course, a couple months ago shifted into the consultant role, never to be heard of from Siberia again. <laughs> now,
0: <laughs> that's where we want, right? Send right. To you know wherever. what? Actually, you know what? Yeah, with his with his money being that
1: long, he's probably in Bali, no, yeah, not J- Siberia. But if we think about it, well, and we can talk in a few minutes about what it will mean from the basketball perspective on the court now that Joe Princey's been officially named interim head coach and we know we have 23 games left. But let's talk about this from an organizational perspective first, Jarvis. When you first heard it, well, how did it make you feel that Nate McMillan, a week after the last game before the season was put on break and just 23 games left in the season, how did you feel that when you found out that the Hawks decided to part ways with him at
0: this point, the first acronym that came to my mind. A lot of people use it on social media. IDK. I don't know. I have no. I, cl- I have no clue where this this organization is going. I don't know who's making decisions on the court when it comes to uh, uh, players and, and, and rotations. Now uh, I don't know who's going to be doing that in the future. I mean, I know Joe Prunty is the interim coach, but it seems like, based off of what you know, the the the, the names that were thrown out there, mm-hmm. they ain't trying to hire him. You know, he's just gonna hold, hold, hold. Uh, he's just a um, placeholder, a placeholder right now. So I think for me, I just don't know where this organization is going, and that is sad. We're two years removed from the Easter. Conference Finals appearance. Now I'm not saying that they're supposed to be contending for a title um, mm-hmm. uh, in the in those following years, but right. you need to see progress. Yes. You need to see this roster finally start to come together. Some mm-hmm. chemistry starting to finally come together mm-hmm. on this roster. Yes. and then when you go out and make a move for a guy like Dejounte Murray, the the stakes are raised. I don't care yeah. how this roster is made up. If you're giving up three first round picks for a guy like Dejounte Murray, who is an All Star point mm-hmm. guard. If you're pairing him with your all-star point guard and mm-hmm. Trey Young, something got to shake. Something needs to be done mm-hmm. right. And we've seen all wrong this season. And it just – Yes. It's like yes. – and, and, I, you know, I've mentioned this before. Like, like, you just don't know what to expect when night in and night out with this team. And and it's unfortunate that Nate McMillan has to take the blame for it, essentially. He's getting the blame. Yeah. They're pointing oh, finger yeah. and say, hey, Nate, this your fault. Here we go. Right. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And you knew that there was every possibility that he would be that fall guy because, hey, it's a league where you you can't really fire the player, at least (laughs) during the course of the season, unless, you know, he's a Russell Westbrook and you just kind of shift him to Siberia. But other than that, Mm -hmm. it's really going to be the coach that kind of takes that L. But I agree with you. I think that shock and confusion and kind of a head scratcher in the IDK realm was what I felt, too. Right. And and I'm not quite sure that t- less than 24 hours later, I'm completely removed from that, right. even with the feedback that we've heard and received so far from um, Landry Fields' press conference, right? Because we right. have some of our, our uh, friends to the show there. Uh, of course, our own Brad Rowland, who's a part of the Locked On uh, Network. He does, of course, uh, Hawks, Locked On Hawks. And then our, our girl, Lauren Williams, who's a beat reporter for the Hawks. And you and I have been watching steadily. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. tweets coming from there. And I can't tell you, Jarvis, that I see anything that tells me why this was done. Even saying, with Landry saying, quote, the decision to move on from McMillan was not solely related to his relationship with Trey Young, but how all of the players were responding to his voice. Well, yeah, I hear you on that, but kind of sort of everybody was tapped out at this point. I think uh, Nate and his entire staff and Trey and his entire staff. So, So I that
0: real quick, real quick. Yes. Yes. So, Nate wanted to step down early on in the year. And we talked talk to our people. You know, we got a couple of people on, on the inside. Yeah, They backed him to stay.
1: According to everything
0: we <laughs> like her. heard. So According how do we go we from to. saying,
1: please, baby, please, to get, you don't have to go home, but you got to get to hell up out well, your of here. Your voice how, how not we, being heard no more. Yeah, how like, do we go there? Like, is what is it? Ha- <laughs> right, And what happened and what do we know that, Joe Pronte can do, and I do know he's respected amongst the players, but what do we believe he could do? It feels like to me, the organization, here's the thing. It could be twofold. And, and we all, we have to preface at this point by saying most of this is speculation because we're still getting very generic kind of feedback from even the press conference with Landry Fields this morning. And reports are still trying to unravel this and figure out what in the Sam heck happened. But what it feels like to me is there was a thought to keep Nate as recent as at least a a week and a half ago. Right. And all of a sudden, 266 points are given up to the last team in the Eastern conference in the standings and to a team that is your nemesis, but no matter how good they are or bad they are, you still smoke them. Most of the time they smoked you this time. And I think that 266 points within 72 hours was just too much to bear. But here's my question too, Jarvis. Okay, fine. Well, why didn't you terminate him last Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Like Wednesday night. You the all-star fired. break. Yep, you could have, right. Yeah. Clean house and be done with it. So that's kind of a question that's out there on what is the organization's thought process? Like what is the forward thinking or the rationale for doing it now?
0: And that's what, and that kind of, go but, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was just going to say, I think that that's a question that lends itself to a larger issue. Now, granted, and I'm speculating, maybe the NBA said, hey, we don't want that kind of smoke ahead of All Star. We want the focus on All Star weekend. You do what you do after the fact. Could be, could maybe, maybe could be a non-decision by the Hawks, a decision by the NBA. But again, it just feels very, very odd. It's just questionable how you kind of did it, kind of deep in the night style, where all of us were looking away, and it's like, wait a minute. Um, and so that brings to question. organization that people are starting and have been questioning for a while once they found out you know where nick wrestler was in his place uh what kind of went down with travis uh, where Landry fields kind of falls into place does tony wrestler you know really want this team to be a contender when we heard kind of one thing about the luxury tax and then we heard a different thing and again these are questions that multiple people multiple entities are putting out there to say we're just trying to understand a where the organization is and be where it's headed. Because I told a friend of mine last night who was, you know, of course, our phones have been blown up mm-hmm. the last 24 hours with the world trying to make it make sense. And yes. I said to him, the uneasiness is something that we keep thinking is going away. And I took it all the way back to the old leadership team and Danny Ferry and that, those instances where we thought, okay, it's going away. You get rid of a Josh Schmidt type. You know, you get rid of a Joe Johnson type and you just keep doing things. But then you've got this fantastic team with Al Horford and company. And then somehow that gets blown up. You get a decent coach and a really good coach. Obviously, now he's a world champion coach. And Mike. yeah,
0: he's yeah.
1: Out of here. and now we think we get Lloyd. We knew he was a stopgap, but we get Nate. We start putting players around Trey and still the result is just not there. Whereas, like you and I said, we're not even worried that Kyle, Kyle Wright is injured. We're not even concerned that Mike Siro- Michael Soroka may be taking a step back because we trust Alex Anthopoulos in the front office. It really does, drive Jarvis, for me, bring up a concern about the long term of what this is going to mean to the organization. Because right now, and you can't just focus on social media. I'll say this and then I'm going to tap out because I need you to tap back in. You can't just pay all the t- attention to social media, but there's something to be said about the even coaches low-key calling Trey Young, a coach killer, and whether that reputation is going to precede him as they pursue other free agents to convince them to come here. And number two, when you start going after a Quinn Snyder or an Ime Udoka or, or Steve Nash, those who are at least proven commodities as head coaches, what are their levels of concern going to be in coming here whether or not this is the next destination for them? After they've been out of that space for a minute, like, is this where they want to start the next chapter of their career? So that those are some of the long term concerns that I have about how this has played out these last 24 hours.
0: And and I think that, you know, to kind of sum sum it all up to Mm -hmm. IDK, I don't (laughs) know where this organization is headed. And that is a big problem. When well, you yeah. have max contract players on, on yes. right now and, and Trey Young kicking in next year, then you have DeJounte Murray, who's more than likely gonna want a max contract within a year. Yeah. Are you gonna be able to, are you going to be willing to spend that bread? Are you gonna make the right decisions in order for him to be able to, to wanna to come back? And mm-hmm. if he doesn't come back, guess what? That's three first round picks out the door for nothing, for yeah. absolutely nothing. And, yeah. and like, don't get me wrong. This is not an indictment against DeJounte Murray because I'm glad he's on this team because yes. we need more guys like him. Definitely. But Nick Ressler pushed this through. He pushed this trade through. Travis Slank did not want to do that because he thought it was too rich. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, if the end result is DeJounte Murray walking away and signing a big boy deal with another team, Travis Slank was doggone right and mm-hmm. Tony Ressler need to fire his damn self. Because this is all – it falls in Tony Wrestler's lap. He said when he first came in that he's going to let the basketball people make the basketball decisions. But dog it, T, it doesn't look like it. I don't think Landry Field is making no decisions. Everything that come out of Landry Field's mouth, to me, it sounds like air. It's pure air. He's just a puppet right now. And Tony Ressler is making all the decisions, and he got his doggone son sitting right there to the right of his throne, right there saying, yeah, daddy, let's do this. Do this, daddy, do this, daddy. And it, and it just is not a good look. And if I'm Quinn Snyder, I ain't coming here. If I'm Emei Adoka, I'm being bougie too. I don't care what I did when I, when I was up in Boston and when I got fired for and suspended for for a year. Like like the Hawks, they got some, some PR. That PR person going to have to make a lot of money. He better up his dog on Saturday because he has a lot of work to do as far as how this team is viewed because – My, I'm not optimistic at all with this team right now. Yeah.
1: And I think that's the the overarching feeling. Like no Mm -hmm. one is – and it's interesting because normally we'd be sitting around if this was – even the Falcons because you know how there was still a shot. There was still a shot for forever in the season for them to make the postseason. So you never, ever gave up once – they met. It was like they said what they said. They told you this wasn't a rebuild. They told yep. you they were going to go out there and try mm-hmm. to win games. And then yep. they backed it up with what they yep. said. Right. Exactly. And so we began to focus away from the front office and kind of business decisions to the, the ball because they mm-hmm. were putting the best product that they could on the football field. Same Indeed. thing for the Braves. You may not have liked what went down with Freddie Freeman, but I bet you turned away from it after a while when that team started looking like they were World Series contenders again. Indeed. So that's what I think. Hawks nation is going to look for. They're going to have a laser focus. Yes, they want to see their team go about 17 and six in these last 23 games so that they can possibly get in the playing round because even that right now is in jeopardy. But I think a lot of fans are saying that they have a big concern about what does this mean for the bigger picture of attracting the best free agent talent possible of the available coaches. Can you get the top, the number one, coach that everybody wants or or the number two coach what does it mean for this franchise as a whole because yes whether you thought it was a fluke or whether you thought it was a peek into the future the bottom line is people are still looking back at that eastern conference finals run and saying what the heck has happened and how in the heck do we get back there well guess what Anytime you get into this stressful situation, <laughs> yes. Jarvis and I always awesome. have a Very recommendation stressful. for you: <laughs> a hug from us and your guys at Bill Bar. Yeah. That's the only thing we can think of. Go for a Bill Bar; may make you feel better. I know for me, it typically does because it can eat away my sorrows, and you can do that too if you are a Hawks fan who is just tongue-tied. <laughs> And your stomach is in knots because you just don't know what the heck is going to go on with your team. So stop blowing up Jarvis's phone. Stop hitting me in the DMs. Go get your Built Bar and make, let help that to make you feel okay. Because we're talking about 100% real chocolate. We're talking about some really cool flavors and coconut almond and churro. We're talking about something that, yeah, if you're an online shopper, you can certainly go get that online at Built.com. But you can even run up to your local Walmart or your local Sam's Club and get you some Built Bars because it might take you through at least the first week of the rest of this regular season to kind of make it all make sense for you. So don't forget good protein. It's soluble. So give you energy back. If your energy level was down after what happened last night with Nick McMillan, also not a lot of grams of fat. So if you need to like, you know, just drown your sorrows, at least you're drowning them with 130 calories, not a bad deal at all. So again, that's built rather to get your built bars, or you can get them at Walmart And you can give them to Sam's Club, and Jarvis and I will also give you a
0: hug virtually to take along with your bill bar. Absolutely. And also, don't be sliding to Nietzsche's DMs. Slide into atldayones at gmail.com. You guys can send us a note there. I forward them right to her. She'll respond, I promise you. You know, after she's done doing her 17 jobs. You know, she got you covered, (laughs) man. We got you covered here. And if you're listening or watching this doggone program, and you have not Subscribe on our YouTube channel or download it and podcast on all audio platforms. What are you waiting on? Become a part of the movement. We are on our way to 6,000 subscribers. We're at like 5,500 now. Twenty so That's not a big number. I promise you. We, we're thinking bigger and much bigger. We're trying to get to 100,000. You know, that's what that's what we are. That's what we think. We think big on this show. So, yeah, become, become a part of the number. 6,000 subscribers. Like, subscribe, download that podcast wherever you get it. I promise you, you won't regret it. Now, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. How about this, T? The folks out here mad at Snoop because, you know, Snoop got the Cali Red wine, you know, and, you know, it's it's Black History Month. So, apparently, there was this gentleman, you know, I ain't gonna say his name. He got a little upset because he saw the Cali Red wine, Snoop Dogg, uh, wine uh, on display during Black History Month. And he took exception to that. And start even invoking Tuskegee Airmen and like he wanted like they're selling a a, a food product or or whatever. Right. And uh they eventually Kroger took it down. They took heed and they based off of several complaints down in Peachtree City, or Kroger in Peachtree City. I say that. And but my question is, T, like, like where where does this fall for you let me let me start there What does this fall for you as far as okay are we taking this a step too far or you know they might be on to something uh,
1: it kind of feels like we're taking it a step too far and don't get me wrong i think that at the end of the day it can be offensive because you do think about cali red and you might think uh, you know Crips and bloods and that sort of thing right. and that does obviously have the to me that's the obvious overtone right All right so I could definitely see where it could be offensive, if you will. But I also know typically with Snoop, he's, for the most part, pretty thoughtful. And for the most part, he's thinking outside of the box of how we do things. So I'm interested actually to see what his thought process will be, even though, like you said, Kroger decided to just remove it after customers complained. But I'm interested to kind of see what the backside of the conversation is, because I could see both. I can see both sides of it, especially when you see Cali Red. Like, I can see both sides of that. And Mm -hmm. I know that we have some issues and some challenges here in Atlanta with uh, gang infiltration from Mm -hmm. outside of the state. So I can see it. But then there's a piece of me that says, don't we have some bigger fish to fry? Do we really think people are paying attention to Cali Red? Yeah. Look
0: at me. Yeah, I'm with you right there. I'm with you right there, T. Like, why are we concerned about a display in yeah. Kroger? Like, right. what is that going to do for, for our ancestors? Like, right. we got that doggone uh, Snoot Dogg display taken down. That's what right. I'm talking about. And then Kroger, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. Like, the, the, the thing that really just kind of got me a, little, a little, little amped up a little bit uh-huh. is when there was a statement from the Diversity, Equity, and Conclu- Inclusion Department, excuse me, Kroger is committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion in all we do. Our intentions are never meant to be offensive. Like that's all that DEI stands for that's what it's, you, it's coming right. out with statements.
1: Like Right. That's what you said?
0: That's what you said. Yeah.
1: Like which is so like you know what that is, Jarvis? <laughs> that is I open my document and oh, let me let me choose uh copy and template paste number 17. Let me exactly. And that'll that'll make this go away. As opposed yeah, to let's yeah. have some conversation. How about Wait. Kroger oversee a speaker series of some sort? Like get Snoop on a Zoom or get Snoop on an Stop IG it, or something man. like that for and, and, and have him to have some conversation with people about okay, well, you know, tell me why this is offensive to you because here's what I wanted to do with it. Like Kroger, instead of just knee jerk reacting, pulling it from the shelves and getting your DEI, exactly, Mm -hmm. there it is. That's the challenge because it's an opportunity for dialogue as opposed to just running and getting the DEI officer to come out with a two sentence statement to make it go away and then to pull the wine. And we really haven't, we really haven't dived into or dug into, rather, what the issue is because you and I certainly can attest to the fact that. No, there are layers to this. This will be very, very triggering for some people and for yeah. others, it'll be like, no, that's not triggering. But Kroger, while I have your attention, let's talk about X, Y, Z. That's yeah. what it should
0: be about. Exactly. A, a bigger conversation yes. about not necessarily the, the display, but no. hey, this is what if you're going to do this. This is how you should at least have start the conversation. So, yeah, that's kind of where I am with it. Yeah. So, all right. I feel a little bit better now because I was (laughs) like, man, we're being real picky when it comes to certain things as to what we're offended by. So, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we talked it out. Thank you, T, for making me feel better. <laughs> I
1: think we held talk Nations too. We gave them a little yes. psychological support yes. today, too.
0: We're here. for you. That's what we're here for. We take you on the couch and we thank you for making ATL Day 1 your first listener of the day. We know you. We are first. But how about this? Here's what I ask you to do. I don't ask you to do much. I know I say that a lot, but. Hey, I really mean that. I won't ask you to do much, but we want you to make Locked On Sports today your second listen of the day with the biggest news and stories. Obviously, they're going to be talking about Nick McMillan as far as you know uh, where the Hawks are headed um, going forward. Like that's, we talked about that, and you can down find it uh, Locked On Sports today wherever you find your podcast. And last but not least, folks, if you don't do anything else in life, I want to make sure that you share love show love, and most importantly, spread love.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.